Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV, and of course, you can subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at WMR.FM. In today's episode, we're going to be covering a really important topic. We're going to talk about really authentic ways to increase speaker diversity in your webinars and events. So if you're a company that like puts on webinars or events or a company that sends speakers or thought leaders to webinars and events, how can you increase the diversity of your speaker roster? And joining us for that conversation is someone uniquely skilled at this. I'd like to welcome to the show, Jill Bender. Jill, welcome to Press This. Hi, thanks very much. Thank you for having me. And by the way, it's Binder. Binder. Okay, my bad. I've been saying, you know, I've only ever seen it written, Jill. So you have to apologize. Is it my the first person to make this mistake? (laughs) No, you are not. No, it <laughs> reminds me of a. Si- yes, I, I, I can imagine. It reminds me of a Simpsons episode where Marge said uh, was talking about the movie Gone with the Wind because she had only <laughs> ever seen it written. Binder, I apologize for that, Jill. Thank you for correcting me. Um, and you know, for those listening, Jill's really quite. The uh, reason why I mentioned she's quite knowledgeable in this is she runs a, a, a company essentially called Diverse in Tech, and what they do is focus uh, a lot on you know building up those diverse speaker rosters. And so what she's going to share today is really her thoughts on how to build a powerful and diverse set of speakers. And I I think some of the ways you go about that, Jill, are really interesting. So I'm going to save some of the good stuff for later. But I wonder if you could kick us off by telling us your WordPress origin story. When was the first time you used WordPress? So um, the first time I used WordPress was I had done a year-long 
program at a school in British Columbia, British Columbia called BCIT. And um, it was a web development and new media program. And for my practicum, I barely knew anything about WordPress. And I got somebody who not only wanted WordPress help, but wanted BuddyPress help. So I just dove in the deep end and learned a lot right away. Uh, and that is how I got started with WordPress. And then he um, he loved my work so much and wanted to thank me. So he sent me to our WordCamp in Vancouver, uh, which happened to be a developer edition that year. And like many other people, WordCamp is where it really kicked off. Uh, that's when I started really diving into, into becoming a WordPress person. Nice, nice. Trial by fire, if you would. Love WordCamp Toronto. I've been once. It was incredible. <laughs> had an amazing time. Um, so I kind of mentioned earlier uh, that you run essentially Diverse in Tech, and for people that want to check it out, it's diverseinin.tech is the domain name. Uh, but could you help us understand what Diverse in Tech does? Uh, so what we do is specifically we help technology conferences and companies get more speaker diversity in your lineups, both at your company and at conferences, which ultimately leads to more diversity in your leadership. All right, all right. So kind of purpose built in that way, which is excellent. So help me understand like on a personal level, like why is diversity in tech specifically important to you? Yeah, um, there's, oh, it started off with, um, you know, I was a WordCamp organizer for Vancouver and we had hardly any women and people of any kind of uh, underrepresented or marginalized groups apply to speak at our event. And we got called out for it. We had in the end, we had 14% uh, diverse speakers, and people people pointed it out. Uh, they had private conversations with us. They talked to us about it privately. Um, people pointed it out to us. They had private conversations with us. They wrote blog posts about us about it, and that's when I started to dive into what is the issue that is happening, and I'll talk more about the issue in a bit. Um, I, but I will say the reason why it's now important to me is after doing this work in Vancouver, I started to see it's not just about people, more kinds of people speaking, it's what happens when more kinds of people are speaking. It results in uh, more, uh, more kinds of people having careers in tech. It results in more diverse speak, um, organizers and leaders. And what that ultimately does is creates better technology overall uh, because more people's needs get included in the products that are built, and there's more ideas that actually benefit everyone, even those in the mainstream. So it seems like this kind of eureka moment for you, it seems like, you know, traditionally, I'm sure even before that eureka moment with WordCamp Vancouver, these issues were generally important to you. But to have that visceral experience where you're like, wait, no, I wasn't trying to, you know, box people out or anything. I just really had kind of started from a place where I didn't have a very good roster, really, to to have a representative, you know, makeup of speakers. And I've, I have friends that run conferences and will often have these similar kind of experiences where they'll get called out and they'll, they'll, of course, kind of immediately go back and be like, but I didn't get enough diverse applications. And then that's almost like where the conversation dies. It's like, Mm-hmm. You know, they, they like they don't really take that any further. And I think thinking about what you're doing with diverse in tech and like being like, well, okay, how do we solve for that part? Um, I think that's really interesting. So, you know, obviously when you first started organizing events, you, you weren't perfect. And I'm sure you learned from lots of mistakes as, as many other event organizers do. But what do you think, what mistakes do you think event organizers are making when, when they when they realize maybe they have a, 
you know, need to increase diversity and they want to take action on it? Like what, what are the things they do wrong when they first start out on this journey? I love this question. Um, so I'm going to actually speak back to the thing that you were just saying, which is, first of all, not getting the applications in. A lot of organizers say, well, we didn't get the applications. So how are we supposed to have more women? How are we supposed to have more people from marginalized and underrepresented groups if they didn't apply in the first place? So that's mistake number one. Um, and the kind of work that I do is geared specifically at increasing how many applications come in. And so another big mistake that people make is putting on their uh, call out for speakers, all are welcome, all are invited to apply. Um, just like in job applications, they say, we are an equal opportunity employer. Um, people don't respond to that. Uh, people from marginalized and underrepresented groups feel like they don't belong on stage or don't belong in those jobs. Um, because we don't see people like us represented, we feel like we need to have a much higher bar for what is an expert, not realizing that actually we probably actually have the same amount of knowledge. We're just we're just setting that bar thinking that we're not belonging there when actually we have the same amount of knowledge and we do belong there. So it's kind of this notion of like, um, one, not trying to make the applications increase from various underrepresented groups, but then also kind of uh, not trying to it, basically, it sounds like what you're saying is by by calling out specific groups to say, like, we would really love to see speakers from these kind of groups. That Are you implying that that would be more effective at gaining applications from people that don't specifically see themselves in statements like all are welcome? Uh, well, let me dive into that just a little bit more. So what happens in the minds of, of the people who we want to have um, applying, we often come at it thinking, well, these are, these are the two answers that I heard when I started diving into trying to get more applications. I would ask people, would you like to apply to speak? And they would say, well, I don't, what would I talk about? I don't know enough about any topic. I'm not an expert in anything. So the kind of work that I'm doing, um, both in WordPress as well as in my business, is a workshop that helps people see they actually do have um, they, they have many topics they could talk about. They are experts. Um, and uh, you as an individual, uh, without having this whole workshop, if you want just a quick fix, I would say encourage people to tell their own stories. This is something that we're trying to do more in WordPress and actually in a lot of the technologies that I'm working with overall. Instead of having a how-to brain dump session of this is how to build a bluff extension, this is how to build a plugin, and then people walking away from a day of conference, not remembering any of these details that they right. learned. <laughs> uh, if we're if we move over to telling stories, which is something that I've been helping WordPress move to since starting this work in 2013, um, story when people are, it does several things. One is people walk away learning how to learn because they've heard the story, as well as um, the pe the speakers can take ownership and say even if they still feel like they're not an expert, like let's say myself, even if I still feel like I'm not an expert, I'm an expert in my own story. 
So it seems like, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but it seems like just generally that it's not just enough that people see themselves in those places as a group or, or within the, you know, I guess, field of qualified speakers as a group, but rather also as the individual, like what are those barriers that are preventing them from raising their hand and saying, I have some ideas. Um, I want to unpack this a little bit more, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Press This WordPress Community Podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm interviewing Jill Binder about authentic ways to increase speaker diversity in your webinars and events. Jill, right before the break, you were talking a little bit about some of the mistakes people make when they when they go about increasing diversity in their speakers, and you, and you kind of touched on some of the things you're doing with diverse in tech. Um, but help help me understand from an event organizer's perspective, whether it's a conference or a webinar or whatever, like what are you doing with these organizations to be successful and authentic at increasing their speaker diversity? Yeah, so there's two ways that we go about doing that. One is. Uh, we talk about holding this workshop. Um, it's between one and four hours, depending on what level of what level people want to dive into this. Um, the core part of the workshop is helping people answer those two questions that I mentioned before, which is, what would I talk about? I I don't know any. I don't know enough about any topic, and I'm not an expert in anything. And we dive into um, well, so we have a section on the myth of what it is to be the speaker in front of the room where we bust through this little thing that a lot of people have called imposter syndrome, where we feel like we don't belong there and um, it's only a matter of time before people find out. Um, and we look at, um, you know, what do we think the person is in front of the room versus who they actually are in places like WordPress and a lot of the other open source community driven technologies it's everybody everybody can get up on stage you don't have to be the king or queen of seo if you know a little bit and have something to share you can get up and share it so there's that we go through the myths and also we go through a structured brainstorming session where people come out of it with 10 20 30 40 ideas of what they could be talking about on stage 
and getting the validation from the rest of the people in the workshop, the rest of the participants and the mentors saying, yes, I want to hear that topic. That goes really far in helping people see their own value and actually feel motivated and want to start speaking. So it's kind of, okay, go ahead. Yeah, the the other thing we do is uh, talk to the organizers about how to approach people because there's different ways to approach people asking if they'd like to speak. Saying things like, hey, you're black. We don't have any black speakers. Do you want to speak? That's tokenizing. Don't do that. Uh, but saying things like, hey, you, you know, you've done this really cool thing in our community. We'd love to hear about that. You have this great project. We'd love to hear about that. Or, hey, I, I think you're learning how to do this thing. Do you want to take some notes while you're learning it and then tell us, get up and speak and tell us about the mistakes that you made and tell a story about it and really diving into the story aspect and kind of encouraging people, hey, do you have a great story to tell? Yeah, I think it's interesting because I think this is where a lot of event organizers kind of balk is or, or make mistakes is this notion of tokenizing. And, you know, how do you uh, get that speaker lineup built up? How do you encourage people to kind of, you know, fill it up, uh, you know, have a diverse bench, if you will, for your next round of speakers um, and do that in an authentic way? And that's why I put that phrase actually specifically in here, because, again, how do we do this in authentic ways that respect the people involved and don't you know, tokenize people and so on and so forth? Um, so how, how do you think about that, though? Because, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, these uh, WordPress community and communities in general are striving to build diversity. Uh, but, but how do you go about this? Rec- you have other ideas about recruiting um, or, or kind of lifting up others, if you will, uh, into these roles where, where you don't tokenize people? Yeah, what I'm hearing behind your question is it really feels like a fine line between, you know, we want more representation, how do we get more representation without it being tokenizing? Because really, we are asking people, because they're women, because they're black, because they're um, from the LGBTQ community. Um, so how do we do that and not be tokenizing? Um, really, so, so part of it is in the question itself, asking people to tell their stories and not framing it as, Hey, because, because you're black, because you're queer, unless you know the person really well. I heard this great story about a woman being asked to write on a WordPress blog. The, the person asked her, he said, you know what, you're a queer black woman. And, and we haven't heard from that perspective. It would mean so much to us to have, to, you know, to hear your voice and inspire young women uh, who identify uh, with you. It, it's really hard to, if there's a way to do that in a personal and genuine way, that because you know the person well and you have a genuine reason that would be compelling, it's great to do that. But for most people, I don't recommend doing that. I would focus more on, um, you know, people's contributions, um, people's, I, I don't want to focus too much on merits and credentials because uh, there are many people from marginalized and underrepresented groups who don't have the same opportunities and yeah, have been in, able to go to university. I think in WordPress, that's probably not as uh, big a problem with speaking gigs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I could see a lot of other, uh, you know, a lot of other maybe 
communities, if you would, that, that might think about that differently. So you talked about some of the positive things event organizers can do to go about this and some of what y'all do in diverse tech. I want to switch it over now to the companies, right? There's company, every company for the most part chooses a group of people, if you will, to go out and represent the company to speak at conferences or join podcasts like this even and so on and so forth. Um, and of course, a lot of companies, of course, are striving to have more diverse uh, speaker representation that you know, ultimately represent their company. Um, let, let's start with the mistakes again. It's always great to learn from mistakes. What do you think mistakes uh, that companies make are when they, when they go about this? Um, you know what? Because this question repeats a lot from the last question, it's a lot of the same mistakes saying, hey, you're black. Do you want to speak? Um, or... Um, uh, that, that kind of um, not asking in the right way. What I'd rather do is answer this with a, just a quick story, which is um, there's a company that has a, a speaker mentorship program. They've hired me on to do one-on-one -on -one mentorships with their employees. And I said to them, uh, and, and it's only for um, people who have, um, have been accepted for a speaking gig. And I said to them, well, what I really care about is the people in your company who are marginalized and underrepresented. And it's a company who has many already. So that's something that is a big focus for them. And they said, well, that, that doesn't really work because there's not many people who actually put their hand up. Just like every other place in the world, we've got our young, our young white, straight, uh, born male men putting their hands up. Um, and so we talked about doing the workshop, which helps more people see their value and see that they actually can put their hands up. So the same sort of thing of asking people for their, so in the workshop itself, we look at, you know, the myths of who's an expert on stage and uh, what kinds of things that we can talk about. It's the same thing. And um, the same kinds of mistakes and the same kind of tactics apply with asking for stories um, even just doing an individual, um, in companies and in conferences, people will, you know, put out a general call out, Hey, we want more kinds of speakers, but it's the actual direct invitations that make a really big difference. That's when people actually start thinking, Oh, maybe, maybe I actually could talk and, Oh, they actually want to hear from me specifically. This isn't something that's just going to be covered by someone else. Yeah, that's a really good point. I know I certainly don't come from an underrepresented group with speakers, but I remember I never applied to a conference until I was specifically invited by an individual. So I could see how that would be mm -hmm. really powerful for people. I think as I think about it and even hear you describe it, um, just generally speaking, it seems like one of the mistakes companies are making is thinking they don't have people that are able to represent them um, because of the criteria they've set out. They were already approved to speak at a conference or maybe have had a background in it, but there's, there's probably people in your bench right now that are just like on the cusp of being able to do that, giving them a little help. Um, we're going to explore this a little bit more, uh, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. 
TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one training a weekly podcast for you or your company, distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, talking to Jill Binder about authentic ways to increase speaker diversity in your webinars and events. Uh, Jill, right before the break, we were talking a little bit about how some of the mistakes companies might make when they go to increase the diversity of their speakers representing their company. You kind of told that story about the company you're working with around training their uh, essentially individual contributors and employees and managers, I'm guess, guessing, here are kind of on the cusp of, of being able to share something meaningful and to, to do it in a public speaking way, but just kind of need that extra little level of support. How do you think about finding those diamonds in the rough? How, how can you, how do you think about like going through your company and saying like, who's almost there? Who could I help out a little bit? Or who has a unique point of view that I could really amplify if only we, we spend a little bit more energy with that person? Ooh, that's a really interesting question. I almost want to say like everybody I don't see, um, if, if we're trying to focus on who's the best speaker or who could be this best speaker, then you're not going to be focusing on giving everybody a chance. It, it really, people become great speakers by speaking. So I would focus more on getting, getting everybody to start doing little mini talks, maybe little lunch and learns over lunchtime, uh, encouraging more people to speak up in meetings and having those mini opportunities. Um, and see who wants to do more. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I mean, I know certainly a WP Engine, we're a very social company, of course, and there's all these opportunities to speak in front of others and speak in larger groups. And a lot of people that haven't had that opportunity before, you know, really kind of, uh, you know, bloom in a sense in, in, in this in the situation. And then others that are really, really fearful of speaking in front of big groups, um, you can see them kind of develop their style, posture, and 
you know, how, how quote, smooth they might be as during giving a presentation over time. And it's just practice, right? Like the first presentation any of us ever gave was the worst one we ever gave, I'm guessing. Was that true <laughs> for you, Jill? It certainly was for me. I, I was that kid in high school who would run off the, the stage crying. <laughs> well, I, that, I'm sorry to hear that, but I'm glad you, you definitely got it down now. That's, that's for sure. I, I figure if I can do it, anybody can do it. So we've talked about this the whole episode, really, on uh, you know how event organizers and companies can can you know, increase the diversity of their speaker lineups. How do you think about that as for, for the tech community as a whole? Is it the same kind of thing, like trying to look for people to support, giving uh, lots of opportunities, supporting them in the right areas? Like, um, how do you think about that, just just in tech communities as a whole? Um, is this question sort of? Diversity as a whole, not just focused on speakers, or do you mean diversity? Yeah, yeah, diversity as a whole. Other... What is your advice or ideas on increasing the diversity of tech communities? Is another way to think about that. Yeah. Uh, so, this is something that I know less about, but from what I do know, I do know uh, things like the job, job application page, making sure that it doesn't just say equal opportunity, but the kinds of skills that, you know, eliminating words like ER Jedi, guru, superhero, ninja, those are all words that uh, people from marginalized and underrepresented groups will self-select ourselves out because we're going to, we say, well, I, I'm not that person. I don't, we might have the same level as somebody else uh, as the young, young straight white man, but him seeing himself more represented will be like, yeah, I know a little bit about that. I can do that. Whereas the rest of us will go, I, I know a little bit. I can't do that. You know, so, it's funny mm -hmm. you bring that up. I mean, we actually have some software at WP Engine that as we write job descriptions, will point out the use of language like that so as to not inadvertently uh, box people out. I think that that's a great insane. tip. And I'll tell you the thing I hear most frequently when I ask people this question, and that is um, that you know, really what underrepresented groups, um, what, what helps to increase the, you know, diversity of communities like that is that underrepresented groups see themselves in leadership, have representation of, you know, the, the community or subcommunity they belong to through things like speakers and leaders and so on and so forth. So that's why I think some of the work or really all the work you're doing here is really amazing towards that end. Um, Jill, I would love to talk about this all day. There is so much here to unpack, but fortunately we're running short on time. I just wanted to thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. Can I do one more? Uh, Please do. Quick? Yes, absolutely. Um, so I want to mention for those of you who are, creating these opportunities in WordPress. I'm holding monthly WordPress workshops. Uh, during COVID, it's hard to train. We Normally we train meetups to run the workshops themselves, but during COVID pandemic times when everybody's bandwidth is lower, I'm holding the workshops directly for participants. So if you have people in your company or you're part of a meetup, WordPress meetup, um, Anybody who uses WordPress can come to these monthly workshops and you can find out about them at uh, slash um, uh, make.wordpress.org slash community slash tag slash Tuesday trainings. I like that. I like that. Thanks for sharing that detail. And I've seen your results in the diversity of speaker lineups at WordCamps and WordPress meetups, and I know you do an excellent job. Well, thanks again, Jill, for joining us today. Thank you. Awesome. Again, to learn more about what Jill is up to, you can also visit diverseinin.com.
Tech. Um, thanks everyone for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. Again, this is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.